Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. With mixed market bet builders, in-play betting and a selection of welcome offers, make sure your Premier League is spent with BetVictor's premier betting app. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Hi, everyone. What's up? Chelsea fans, I hope you're all feeling good. This is Xavier Mbuyamba. Are you listening to the Blue Day podcast? Enjoy. My fellow Chelsea supporters, welcome to the Blue Day podcast. And for Chelsea fans everywhere, every day is a blue day. I am your host, the man with a face for podcasting, Keith Lawrence. And how nice it feels on a Sunday morning to see your team win last night. On today's show, we are going to look back on last night's derby victory over Fulham, whereby we hear from Frank Lampard and Mason Mount. We also return with a rare On This Day segment back in 2009. And finally, we will be announcing our third ex-Chelsea player guest for the Blue Day podcast. So where better to start than last night's action where Fulham played Chelsea at Craven Cottage? It was a, a very interesting performance from Chelsea. A 1-0 victory, a scrappy 1-0 victory, courtesy of Mason Mount's second-half goal. For those of you that were aware, we did the watch-along on the Blue Day podcast YouTube channel. And for those that have not seen us yet on our YouTube channel with the watch-alongs, please come and join us. It is a lot of fun. We do enjoy it. However, last night I probably was uh, feeling a bit more anxious and nervous while watching it and I was trying to stay as positive as I could but let's start shall we with my own review if we start with the starting 11 that Chelsea put out that Frank put out last night he obviously played with a back four of Chilwell, Silva, Rudiger and Aspilicueta he obviously had Reese James on the bench I thought Silva and Rudiger as a partnership I think should flourish um, I will, I'll talk about that more later, but if we go through the midfield, a midfield of Mason Mount, Jorginho and Matteo Kovacic. And up front, there was Pulisic, Giroud and Hakim Ziyech. Now, if I just start with Silva and Rudiger, it was interesting that Zuma did not play. Obviously, Frank mentioned pre-match that he wanted to freshen things up a little bit, which is the right thing to do. We are playing a lot of games between now and the next few weeks, so to freshen things up now would not be a bad idea. Silva and Rudiger. Rudiger's got a lot of experience. He's played in the Bundesliga. He's played in Serie A. So this, this isn't like a young kid on the block that hasn't played 
30, 40 games in a season. And with Thiago Silva, you know, the old warhorse, as, as I'd like to call him, you know, he's been there, done it. I think that that could be a very interesting partnership going forward if indeed Frank does see that in as between now and the end of the season. In front of them was Jorginho and Kovacic, who always bothers me when they are starting together. I don't think they are strong enough as a midfield pairing. They they do seem a little bit lightweight for me. But to have Mason Mount next to them, obviously Mason would provide that creativity. They would He would provide that little spark in midfield where I think Jorginho and Kovacic would not do that. And in front of them, obviously, you had Pulisic, Giroud and Hakim Ziyech. Now, I did mention last night on the watch along that I think Christian Pulisic is still injured. I still don't think he's match fit. He's certainly not match fit. We haven't seen the best of Christian yet. I still believe that the injury he sustained in the FA Cup final against that horrible North London lot has still affected him because he has not been the same player since. Hakim, for me looks very, very lively at times. There are some moments where I think he should do a lot better. But so far this season, I will give him a free pass and I will explain why later on when I talk about certain Chelsea supporters. And then we had Olivier Giroud up top who there was a stat going round that he has scored 11 goals in his last 14 starts, which... You know, extremely impressive for someone of Giroud's age and, in my opinion, overall ability. Although I don't believe Giroud is world class, but he certainly does a job. But so last night, obviously, we played a very strong, defensively minded Fulham. And starting the game, Fulham were going to have us let us have the ball, sorry, and the possession stats showed that. We had 70% overall of possession. Now, the sending off that was near the end of the first half obviously changed all the stats on that. So really, the stats shouldn't be sort of looked into that much if you you look at the um, numerical advantage there. But even when Fulham were down to 10 men, they still showed that defensive resilience that caused us problems and it was down to us to try and break them down then it did take a bit of moment of brilliance from Chilwell on that left hand side to get across in and the goalkeeper unfortunately parried it unfortunately for him parried it to straight to Mason if it was to probably any other player I don't think a goal would have uh, occurred but I thought personally the lineup overall I thought was okay. Obviously, Kante was suspended, so we we missed him. I was surprised that Billy Gilmore did not start. I thought Gilmore, that game last night, I thought would have been perfect for Gilmore to get back into the flow of things. Of course, before lockdown and before his injury, he was was showing glimpses of his brilliance. And I just thought last night would have been the perfect time to play him because I can't see Lampard starting Gilmore against Leicester at all. He'll probably play him against Luton next week, but I just felt last night would have been the perfect moment. I was surprised Hudson-Odoi didn't start either. You know, the last few weeks he has shown glimpses of his quality as well. He did a, He scored a good goal against Morecambe last week. He scored a, a, another good goal against Man City as well the week before that. So I was surprised Hudson-Odoi didn't start. Whether or he does start on Tuesday night against Leicester remains to be seen. 
If he doesn't, I'd be I'll be quite surprised as well. But then we look at the you know the FA Cup against Luton, and it'll be a case of Hudson Odoi will start there. So I didn't think the team was at all bad, but the overall point of the game, Fulham were obviously going to try and counter as much as possible, and they did press it in certain moments. They had their triggers that at times they did cause us a, some issues. And then we had the sending off late in the first half, which, you know, some fans are saying it's, it's not a red card offence. I said at the time when I did the watch along that it was it was it was definitely a red card. He's he had no control of his body. Both feet were off the ground. And the last time I checked, if you have both feet off the ground when you're making a tackle, albeit a sliding tackle as well, then that's a sending off offence, no matter whether you get the ball or whether you get the player. So some Chelsea fans were saying it's, it's it's certainly not a red card offence. And again, everyone's entitled to their opinion, which we will talk about later, actually, with certain Chelsea fans commenting on Frank's performance as a manager and the, the team's performances. But the sending off, of course, changed the game, but it also gave Fulham more, more of an incentive to defend, as well as us having more of an incentive to attack. So the second half, it was all about Chelsea. It was all about how Chelsea can break Fulham down. And yes, it took, a, it did take a little bit of luck here and there, but at this stage of the season, and with our recent run as it has happened, a scrappy 1-0 win against Fulham, against a rival in in, in terms of um, London stature, is not a bad win. You know, I, I, don't, I don't understand why certain Chelsea fans are not happy that, Chelsea have won and I'll sort of talk about that just in just a short brief period but Chelsea winning of course is great we haven't sort of gone up the table that much obviously certain other results soon enough will dictate that but I would just want to make a special mention to Mason Mount Mason Mount last night was absolutely outstanding he is a player who has come on leaps and bounds since his debut for Chelsea uh, since he scored the first goal under Lampard's era against Leicester City back in August of 2019. Mason has come on leaps and bounds. Apparently, he, from what I from what I've read, he has already played 32 times this season already for club and country. Which is, uh, if you look at the way this season has panned out, uh, that is a staggering record. Of course, Frank believes in him, and Chelsea fans should believe in him, and. I would love to hear from Chelsea fans, actually. I've, I've I've spoken to a few already on social media. And if you do wish to get in touch with the Blue Day podcast, email us at thebluedaypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. You know, we, we are not hard to find, folks. If you do want to get in touch with us, feel free and we will respond gladly. But I'm surprised with the criticism that Mason has been getting at times. You know, yes, last night... He scored only his second Premier League goal this season. But if you look at the overall context of how Chelsea have performed, we haven't performed brilliantly. You know, Our midfielders are not scoring as many goals as they probably should and could. So we have to put that into context. But Mason, I thought last night, was absolutely superb. He was the best player on the pitch. He led by example. And he's 22. 
you know, and th- there are similarities between him and Frank. And I do feel that Mason is the heir apparent to Frank Lampard. I do feel that he will not potentially get 20 goals a season, but he's got the potential to score. He has got the he's got the potential to score a lot of goals. He's got the potential to assist more, and to be that creative spark in in the middle of the park. And it'll be fantastic to see him and Billy Gilmore play together and see how they develop as a Chelsea midfield pairing. But if you look at the substitutes that came on, obviously with Chelsea needing a goal, obviously late in the second half, Frank did put on some subs and he put on. Hudson Adoy, he put on Tammy Abraham, he put on Timo Werner, and I thought the subs played a huge factor. Hudson Adoy, I thought, was outstanding in the second half when he came on. He he looked lively, and yes, you may look at the opposition. Did they look tired? Yes, they did. They they looked tired as the game wore on, but that that suited Chelsea, and I don't know why. You know, again, Chelsea, certain Chelsea fans are, are sort of making excuses that oh, Fulham were tired, and you know, Fulham are. A relegation team. Let's just look at the positives here. You know, Hudson Odoi played very well again yesterday. You know, let's 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 just you know, let's just stick with some positives for a change rather than keep on looking at the negative side of the coin all the time. You know, Hudson Odoi came on and made an impact. Tammy came on. Yes, he might not have been effective, Tammy, but he he certainly looked lively off the ball. And Timo Werner, he came on. His first touch is still very, very poor for someone of his ability. And whether or not, again, you know, it's a case of him trying, still trying to find his feet in this league, I don't know. But he obviously had that chance late in the second half that would have wrapped the game up. And if he scored that, then the whole pressure possibly would be lifted off him. But he obviously, he failed to hit the target and it was a pretty shit miss. But... It will come for Timo, you know. It, it will definitely come for Timo. He's he's at the right age. He hasn't reached his prime yet, so we will hopefully see the best of Timo. There is a fantastic striker in there. We just have to keep supporting him through through the tough times, and it is important that Frank shows that support to him. Because what do you expect Frank to do? Timo isn't scoring. You expect Frank to drop Timo. Well, he's dropped Timo for certain games. Do you just expect Timo to rot in the reserves? Do you expect Timo to you know, not play at all because he's not taking his chances? He needs the game time to get the chances for him to hopefully score. So with Timo on the pitch, the longer he's on the pitch, the better it will be for him. And the same goes for Kai Havertz as well. You know, the longer he plays, the, the more he plays as well, the better it will be for both of them. So, some people were comparing Havertz and Werner to Balak and Shevchenko. The fact that their first season, both players back in 2006-2007 season, didn't you know light up Chelsea. You know they were brought in to make Chelsea better, and they didn't the first season. People are comparing them to that, and we shouldn't do that again. Balak and Shevchenko were in the prime of their careers. Timo Werner and Kai Havertz are not. They're still young men. So we need to put that into consideration. But I just want to briefly mention certain Chelsea supporters. And this morning I was on social media. I was sort of making notes for today's show. And I was looking on Facebook and Twitter. And I'm just just astounded 
by Chelsea fans complaining. And again, I'm all for people having an opinion. This is why this podcast was created, for people to have opinions. So I'm all for people having an opinion on Chelsea, whether it's a positive or a negative. But, you know, I I just, I'm I'm just dumbfounded that we win 1-0. Yes, it's against Fulham who are in the bottom three, but we win 1-0 away from home against 10 men. We keep a clean sheet and people aren't happy. They're not happy with Frank. They're not happy with the, you know, the performances. They're not happy with how Chelsea are playing. Come on, people. Jesus Christ. You know, we won 1-0. It's a, it's a derby against Fulham. Fulham, are good. Fulham were always going to be up for it, no matter what, whether it was against Chelsea after playing two games in, in two days or whether Fulham were just going to play the kids. They were always going to be up for this game, no matter what. It was all, always going to be tough. We, Chelsea are not at their best. Frank has to rely on certain players that are not producing at the moment. You know, as I said, Christian Pulisic is not having the best of seasons. Jorginho and Kovacic, you can take them as you find them. Hudson Odoi, you know, the goals have dried up for him a little bit in consistently in the league. And we've already discussed about Werner and Havertz. So we're not Chelsea of old. So people are comparing this team to teams gone by, you know, the teams under AVB, the teams under Scolari, the teams under Mourinho. It's wrong. It's completely wrong. This is a different Chelsea. You know, we're we're looking at a more youthful, more vibrant Chelsea. We're trying to change things at this football club. We're not trying to be a team where we're going to look out to buy players in their prime, either on free transfers or for 30, 35 million. We're trying to buy youth. We're trying to buy players for the future. So we do need to take that into consideration. But I just I just want to urge Chelsea fans, yes, there are some that will be negative towards their club at all times. And that, that's fine. You, you, you can be that. You know, that's not a problem. I've been critical of Chelsea. You know, no one was probably more critical on Chelsea and more critical of Frank than after the defeat against Arsenal on Boxing Day. No one will be probably worse than I was that day. But... We have to take things into consideration. We have to look at the facts as well. And, you know, yes, Chelsea didn't play perfect, but we won. And then the last time I checked, football is about winning. It's about winning and then the performance comes second. It's second nature to win matches. And for Chelsea, in a big club mentality, we have to win at all costs. And to beat Fulham 1-0, I will take that all day long over a shit performance and we win nil nil because if we if if we drew nil nil the you know people would still be negative i don't get the negativity with winning one nil yes it was ugly but it is not the end of the world you don't win beautiful football week in week out even barcelona had to change their stance and look where they are now but we're going to move on from the negative Codswallop that was certain Chelsea supporters' opinions from yesterday. And we're going to hear from Super Frank, the boss, and the best player on the park from last night, Mason Mount. These are their thoughts on last night's game. Frank, you mentioned the word personality pre-match. Did you get that here this evening? Yeah. Yeah, not not an easy game. Fulham are playing well. thought they deserved maybe when at Tottenham in the week. Played against Liverpool here, could have got a win. Well organised, not conceding. Uh, threat on the counter-attack and in attack so it was a tough game anyway for us I thought we handled the first half pretty well got a little bit sloppy at the end of the first half 
and then the challenge in the second half was to break 10 men down with who are organised and they're going to try and stop you um, and we overcame it it wasn't absolutely beautiful you want more goals you want to break them open a lot but that's not always easy and I thought the attitude and the resilience to keep going see the game through was, was spot on for what I wanted you alluded to it there but they sat back so deeply didn't they understandably so in that second half how important is that professionalism and patience as well we yeah to break down patience so speed of pass speed of movement um, which we did, which we did, and, it, and it's not easily. In, in all honesty, because the last couple of results in the league we haven't been so happy with, it's normal that it affects players, particularly the top ends of the pitch when they're young players. So you're asking lot. So when you've got to break a low block and you're not quite your most confident, that, that final pass, that little bit, is, is is difficult. And that's why you have to give so much credit to Mason today. Mason was the outstanding player on the pitch for me. He got his goal that he deserves, but his his desire to keep trying to find passes and get in behind them and make runs behind them was spot on. But you know, I'm not talking to anyone else down there because it will come back. It will come back for Christian Pulisic. We're waiting for a goal from Christian. He's getting so close. You can see that sort of thing's coming. Sammy's young. Timo comes on. There's a great chance uh, that doesn't go in, but you see he's speeding where we want to get him on the pitch. So those things will come, and tonight was a really good start, hopefully. For us. I took the words out of my mouth. I was going to ask about Mason Mount because he got his goal, but he was outstanding, and he, he covered every blade of grass today. Yeah, he was sharp. He was quality. Put his foot in. Uh, put him deeper when I wanted to get more attacking players on the pitch and he, and he played that role and even from there he can get forward and get his chance so um, absolutely outstanding absolutely outstanding young 22 the other day Mason and people want to look at our team and maybe start to analyse every player in it and you go we've got a lot of young players in our team that are going to take time going to take work Mason's 22 now I know I came to this cover about 22 22-ish uh, and it wasn't easy and, and Mason's doing things now at 22 that mean well, it's going to be some player by the time he's 25, 26, and so are some of the others. He's 22. He's now played 32 games this season for the club and country. We could bottle his energy, but we're doing all right, wouldn't we? He's a machine. He's a fitness machine. He applies himself every day in training. His quality is great. And I feel that the Chelsea faithful everywhere now really, really, really sort of understanding the quality of Mason as a player and what he gives to this team and how much he cares and, more importantly, the talent that he has to, to be a big player for us. As I say, just turned 22, so much more to come. It's a quick turnaround, isn't it, once again, before you travel to, to Leicester on Tuesday. What's the plan between now and then? Uh, we're in tomorrow. Players who played will rest. Players who didn't play. Uh, and the bench were great today. The, the support from the bench you could feel and hear around me. I'm actually really happy when it feels like a United squad like that. People shouting, people cajoling. They'll train tomorrow. We'll prepare for Leicester. Really tough match on the road. But off the back of this, we have to try and continue. First of all, huge congratulations. How big a win was that today? Yeah, very big. Um, I mean, we all know the difficult period it's been. We've been going through a tough time, and, and that happens in football. It's up and down. Um, but tonight, I'd say it started last game, uh, the FA Cup game. We start from there. We go into the game with a mentality that we want to win and get back on track. Uh, we did that, and now we come here tonight with the same mentality of, of getting better and getting, doing more. Um, and we did that tonight. We stuck in there. Um, it's always difficult against a team that, that sits back and has five at the back and doesn't give many chances away. Um, it's difficult and you've got to break them down, you've got to stay patient and I thought we did that throughout the whole the whole game. Um, and obviously we, we come away with the three points, so that's the that's the main thing. The manager used the word personality pretty much. How important was that and the professionalism, especially going up against ten minutes? Ten minutes mentioned that second half. Yeah, personality, character, togetherness, I think we showed that throughout the whole game. Um, and that's what we need to get back to. Yeah, the gaffer is right. He spoke to us before the game and said, look, it's going to be a difficult game and, and you need to show everyone what you're about and um, keep going, 
if, if someone gives it away, you, you congratulate them. You say, come on, get it back again. And, and that's what we did throughout. And um, I feel like we're, we can't get carried away, but we're, we're getting back to where we was before. Um, and now we look on to the next game. Two in a week for you. Is that an element of your game you're looking to add more to now? Yeah, I've, I've turned 22 and now I've got two. So it's, um, it's been a good week for me. Uh, obviously, you know me, I, I want to score as many goals as I can. So to only have one um, for the season up to only recently is was something that I really looked at and um, I, haven't, I haven't been getting in the box as much as I did last season. And that statistics show that that's what I've looked at and um, tried to just really focus on that and get forward and make the box because when I do, um, you have a chance of scoring and, and more often than not it does kind of fall to me sometimes so um, I should have had two tonight That's the, I should have had two because hard on myself I should have scored the first one um, but yeah obviously very happy to come away with a goal You mentioned that first half chance coming back off the bar incredibly it's the tenth time we've hit the woodwork this season it's, it really is a game it's a cliche thing to say but fine margins mm. Yeah I think it's my third time Everton then at Arsenal then tonight so it's my third time I've hit the hit the post or the bar and um, eventually they start going in so yeah it went in tonight so I was happy with that. Whilst we're talking numbers this was your 32nd game of the season for club and country. It's an incredible stat but you don't seem to be able to let your, your, your levels drop at all. <laughs> no no it's um, I really kind of think that's a positive in my in my game and I want to play every game that's I want to give everything that's what I'm about so um, 32nd already, that's a lot that I'm going to hit 50 definitely, hopefully this season so uh, um, keep going and I think most importantly it's the team, it's us together um, winning games, staying really together as a team because that's what we, we've been through the last couple of weeks, it's been tough and, and um, we need to stick together and, and hopefully we all keep getting results like this because it's just really a positive result Another game around the corner, go to Leicester on Tuesday, it's a quick turnaround isn't it? I mean, How do you yeah. prepare for a game in such yeah, I mean, we're, we're kind of used to that this season. Um, recently, we've had a, a bit more of a spread out um, fixtures and kinds of kind of helps with uh, recovery and that. But when you're not winning games, it's, it goes the opposite way. So um, quick turnaround. We, we've won tonight, can't get carried away. Now we look at Leicester on Tuesday and it's going to be a very tough game. Yes, top player Mason Mount. Fantastic performance last night from him. He's certainly going to become one of uh, Chelsea's pivotal players this season. And pretty much if we do predict in the future, I can see Mason certainly being a Chelsea player for many, many years to come. So that was the reaction from Frank and Mason Mount. I just want to quickly mention um, the press reaction. So I've actually bought the Sun newspaper. Now, some people like the Sun, some people can't stand it. But I bought the Sun newspaper today and I was going through their take on, on the football match last night. And there's two comments on there that I want to sort of bring up that I did actually take umbrage with. And, and here they are, and I quote... Chelsea did not deserve the win and Chelsea were unimpressive. Now, I don't know what game he saw. I know certain Chelsea fans who I've already spoken to today, in fact, feel that Chelsea were crap and Chelsea's performances over the last few weeks and, in fact, months have been shit. But 
Chelsea did deserve the win last night. We did deserve the win. Even when we played against 11 men of Fulham, we deserved the win. I thought we played better football than Fulham. You have to look at the facts here. We are, we're up against a side that are battling for points. Apparently, they were unbeaten in six Premier League games. They've obviously they've, they've drawn six in a row. So they're picking up points. They, they were a tough cookie to crack and we managed to beat them. And overall, we had fantastic efforts on goal. The likes of Mason hit the bar. Hakim Ziyech had a good chance. Olivier Giroud had a good chance. Antonio Rudiger had a good effort in the first half that the goalkeeper saved. And obviously, Timo Werner with his effort that went horribly wide. But Chelsea did deserve the win. So I completely disagree with the Suns reporter on that. And Chelsea, unimpressive... Yes, they were unimpressive, but how many times have you seen the sides that are at the top, top level, that are a complete side, how many times have you seen them win ugly? So at this stage of the season, it doesn't matter how you perform, it matters about getting the three points, and Chelsea did that, so we can now move on from this and look forward to the games coming up. We've got Leicester on Tuesday. We have Luton in the FA Cup. And we have Wolves in the Premier League as well. So hopefully we will get a bit of revenge on the Wolves at the moment. Because they are, at, the, at this moment in time, struggling for results. But we have Leicester coming up on Tuesday. Who do you feel should start? Who do you believe deserves a starting position for that game against Leicester City on Tuesday night. If you want to get in touch with us again, contact us on Twitter at the Blue Day Podcast or get in touch with us via email. It's, it is the Blue Day Podcast at gmail.com. It'll be great to hear your feedback and it'd be great to hear your views on Chelsea's performance against Fulham from last night. So now I'd like to move on with a segment that myself and my co-host did a few months ago, actually, when we started off this podcast venture we actually went through the archives we was going through the archives of classic Chelsea matches from years gone by and I felt for today to get a bit of a positive vibe back into Chelsea and I thought this particular game merited that considering who scored the late late winner for Chelsea and the fact that if you're actually missing like myself if you're missing crowds support at football because it's it's not nice now watching football and there's no crowd there yes Sky and BT can have that audio crap of supporters and it's not certainly not the same so I decided for for today's episode as well to go back through the archive so we have a significant match from Chelsea's history and this one is from the 2008-2009 season and it was on this day on the 17th of January 2009 Chelsea played host to Stoke City it was Stoke City's first season in the Premier League it was their first season back in the top flight after many years in the lower leagues and Chelsea were on a bit of a dampener pretty much like we are now um the week before that this particular game we got spanked by Manchester United at Old Trafford and this was a game where a lot of talk was surrounding the manager at the time very similar to what's happening at the moment with Luis Felipe Scolari and he rest he he had a bit of a falling out 
with certain with certain players, excuse me, and this was this was a massive game for Chelsea's quest to not probably win the league because Liverpool and Manchester United were extremely good that season but we were looking to try and stay in the Champions League places and I just was looking back on the research and looking at this team that uh, Luis Felipe Scolari had in in the side and this was the squad that he went for for that game against Stoke City he had Petr Cech in goal a back four of Jose Bosingwa, Alex, Ricardo Cavallio and Ashley Cole John Terry injured himself in the warm-up, which is why he wasn't involved. A midfield three of John Obi Mikel, Michael Balak and Frank Lampard. And a front three of Salomon Kalou, Florin Maluda and Nicholas Anelka. The subs for this game was Carlo Cudicini, Branislav Ivanovic, Michael Mancien, Giuliano Belletti, Gael Kakuta, Miroslav Stoch and Franco Di Santo. So here now is the audio highlights of this match. The commentary comes from Simon Brotherton of the BBC. Chelsea's win at Stoke in September formed part of a golden autumn. Last week's drubbing at Old Trafford fits into an increasingly turbulent winter. Stay and play because you want to or go, says the manager. A message applying to everyone, though some may have more to ponder than others. Didier Drogba is left out for the second match in a row and doesn't even get a place on the bench. John Terry injured himself in the warm-up and has been replaced by Alex. Ricardo Carvalho and Flora Maluda both return and Joe Cole will be out for the rest of the season after having an operation this morning for a ruptured cruciate ligament. As expected, Stoke City give a debut to striker James Beattie, signed during the week from Sheffield United. He's scored half a dozen Premier League goals against Chelsea over the years. The man to make way, record signing Dave Kitson, who's yet to score for the club. Stoke City have uh, already taken a few points off some of the top teams with goalless draws, home and away against Liverpool. They also beat Arsenal 2-1 didn't they at uh, the Britannia Stadium James Beattie hoping to make his mark on his first appearance Rory Delap didn't play in the reverse fixture and there's a, a touch of the Dean Windasses about Chelsea's approach because Flora Maluda is standing right in front of the touchline there Oh, and Alex heads it straight towards his own goal and very nearly into the back of the net. They may have been working on it on the training ground. I think they'll be working on it once again come Monday morning. What a nervy start for Chelsea. Stoke City putting some pressure on inside the first two minutes of the game. And Czech doesn't get there. Two balls in the air and twice Chelsea do not deal with it. That time, coming up from the back, it was Abdullahi Fai, the captain of Stoke City. There's Fai, he's behind Alex once again and gets to the ball. Nelka. Looked like a handball there by uh, Fai. Referee uh, happy for the game to go on. Here's Nelka. Shrugging off Whelan. Balak down from the tackle by Ryan Shawcross. Stokes players clearly feeling that one or two decisions aren't going their way here. 
can see the big men are up from the back. Alex is there, into the area. Oh, and it was a chance. Kalou stealing in. And Sorensen going absolutely mad at his defenders. Chelsea causing a real problem as Kalou just peeled away. Balak, neat little one-two, good play. Is that a penalty? No, says Peter Walton. Kalou thought he was fouled there, and so did a good many others in the ground. But the man who matters thought not. Let's have a look at this one again as he goes into the penalty area. Difficult decision for the referee, perhaps. How much was he caught by the player? Lampard. It's Anelka on the turn, and it brings a good save out of Thomas Sorensen. Balak stretching hard to try and keep the attack going. Excellent shot on the turn there by the Frenchman as the ball came through to him. Anelka swivelling and firing it in. And uh, Sorensen clawing the ball away. Even Lampard's early zip seems to be uh, just gone astray as we head towards the break here. Here he is again, though. Good play, Maluda needs a good delivery, here's Ashley Cole, oh and the deflection nearly took it in. Chelsea getting closer to a breakthrough. Ashley Cole without a goal since last March, nearly had one there. Ashley Cole, now Anelka, didn't quite run for Lampard, or oh, almost didn't matter in the end. The last kick of the first half very nearly squirted past Sorensen and out of his grasp. Frank Lampard with the shot and Sorensen was a lucky boy. Michael Balak in towards Anelka. Chelsea just looking for an opening. Maluda, decent ball in. Balak with a chance. Oh, what a great chance it was as well. Good play by Chelsea, positive, patient approach play, and then Balak puts the header wide. Wilkinson, picking out James Beattie, picking him out well. Just a little reminder to Chelsea there from Stoke City. The frustration is growing. forward by Shawcross could be a chance here Delap into the penalty area Rory Delap's there and Rory Delap has scored for Stoke City with almost an hour played and now for the final half an hour we'll really find out about Chelsea's desire we'll find out what Chelsea are made of and a turbulent week at Stamford Bridge for their manager and for the whole squad has just got a little bit worse Stoke City catching Chelsea cold. Rory Dillap stood up, held his ground and found the back of the net. The fear was Dillap's throw-ins, but in the end it was his feet that did the talking. Chelsea fall behind and Stoke City have half an hour to hang on. Fascinating final 25 minutes lying ahead of us here now. How will Chelsea respond? Can they find a way through? Do they have that 
little bit of something extra. It's Lampard. Oh, so close. Beautifully worked. And Chelsea extremely unlucky not to be level. Sometimes it's just not your week. Lampard beating Stoke's defence. Did everything right. Just unfortunate not to find the back of the net. Mass exodus from uh, various parts of the ground. Sacked in the morning is the cry from a section of the crowd, or I'm sure it's from the Stoke City fans, who are rather enjoying their day out and are rubbing everybody's noses in it at the moment. It's been a long time since Stoke won away in the top division. They haven't won this one yet, though. Anelka, Solomon Kalou, inside the final three minutes. De Santo up for the header, Belletti's there! And Belletti digs Chelsea out of the hole they were in. What a relief for Scolari and his team. 88 minutes and Giuliano Belletti, on as a late substitute, gets the goal. Stoke City are finally pegged back. After all the possession and all the pressure, Chelsea finally squeeze one in. And Belletti pops up. With the header, past Thomas Sorensen. Something to cheer about at last. Deep into the second minute of four added. Kalou, away from Wilkinson. Now Lampard. Oh, what a terrific ball! It's stuck inside the penalty area. The chance to win it, the block by Sorensen. Great play by Chelsea, fine save. Well, those who've stayed to the bitter end of this game will be very glad they did. BT gets his foot on it, Lampard. He needs to dip into his little box of tricks again. That's Stock, scampering on the right. Could be a chance! Oh, it's gone the wrong way. Now it's Anelka. Lampard! Oh, what a winner! What a time to get it! What a sickener for Stoke City! And what a story for Scolari and Chelsea! Boy, did they leave it light! Is this the day that turns their season around? And what a way for Frank Lampard to celebrate his 400th match in the blue shirt of Chelsea. There's the response that Scolari wanted from his team today. They played hard to the last, and finally, they have their reward. But spare a thought for Stoke City, who've battled so hard, taken the lead and defended it so gamely. Three big, big points are going Chelsea's way. There's barely time for the match to kick off again. I tell you what, just listening to that still gives me a bit of goosebumps. Not just because of the obviously the late winner, but just the, the just hearing the crowd reaction. I miss that. Really do miss that, especially with football. But obviously this COVID this this COVID isn't going away anytime soon, folks. So we've just got to be patient because one day we will all be back at the bridge supporting our beloved Chelsea. So that was a on this day segment from the 2008-2009 season and we will be doing more of those between now and the end of the season. However, we are now approaching the end of the show for this week. But before I go, I would like to announce 
our third ex-Chelsea player guest that will be on the Blue Day podcast for an exclusive interview. Now, I love doing these. I will freely admit that. And if you're new to the Blue Day podcast and you're not aware of recent interviews that we have done, have a look through the archives. Have a look on YouTube. Have a look on iTunes. We have done two previous player interviews, ex-player interviews. But we've also interviewed the chairman of the Chelsea Pitch Owners as well, Ted Boot. We've had the interviews with Sean Wright Phillips and Chelsea Royalty, Mr. Ron Chopper-Harris. But today I am delighted to announce that our third ex-Chelsea player guest that will be appearing on the Blue Day podcast for the month of January is one Kevin Wilson, the former striker for Chelsea, who won two trophies for the club. He won the second division championship and he also won the full members cup. He will be on the Blue Day podcast this month for an exclusive interview that you will not want to miss. So please join me for that one. We will be announcing the particular date of this interview in the next week or so. So please look at our Facebook page Keep having a look on our Instagram page as well for more information on the Blue Day podcast. We will be back during the week. We will have an episode midweek to review the Leicester City match that will be on Tuesday night. And we will be back for the Chelsea-Luton FA Cup game. Of course, Feel free to find us on YouTube as well for our watch-alongs. We will be doing a watch-along for the Leicester City game and for the Luton Town game as well. So feel free to have a look at our YouTube channel for our match highlights as well on our YouTube page. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter on the Blue Day podcast. Fellow Chelsea supporters, I have been Keith Lawrence. I hope you all stay safe and carefree. Network.